welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today is a brand new rock star. I'm so excited to talk to him. He's a master of niching. He's also the CEO of Hook Agency. Tim Brown, thanks so much for joining me, man. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Kirby. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, in doing a little bit of research about you, I, I understand that you used to work for another agency, and then you decided to set out on your own. So I, I'm always curious about that. What was... How was the transition from employee to entrepreneur? What what surprised you and how did you grow from that? Yeah, I don't think if I would have known everything that was going to happen in advance, uh, if I had been able to see in the future, I don't think I would have started my own company. I think it's <laughs> a, uh, you know, I think might have been Elon Musk or maybe this is Miss attributed, but it's a good, he said, being entrepreneurs, like eating glass and staring into the abyss. <laughs> and I, I felt and understood that quote many times over the past five years. So it's been yeah. about five years since I went out on my own. It's also been like, I wouldn't trade it now though. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. Now that I've gone through it, just because I, I made it through some of the hardest parts. I think those first five years might be the hardest. Who knows? I don't know yeah. what the next five years is going to bring, but I do know that it is very difficult. I didn't expect it. I think I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't quite know that it was going to be sustained difficult year after yeah. year after year. I think it's different if you just want to be a freelancer. Right. And just like, that's totally like, to me, that's not that hard. If you yeah. want to be a freelancer, you can make decent money. It's a good thing. But if you want to hire people and like feed 15 mouths or whatever, yep. it ends up being a real scary proposition sometimes and payroll hits and payroll hits and payroll yeah. hits. And it's just, so it's definitely one of those scary, terrifying things sometimes. And then I like the control too. So I wouldn't trade it. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I hear that. I, one of my favorite, it was, I just started my business. And at one point I, an entrepreneur, a friend of mine said, Hey, it's great. You get to choose whichever 100 hours a week you want to work. It's totally, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a little exactly. bit of truth in that for sure. So I noticed, uh, you know, that you have a specific niche uh, with your yep. company as you work with construction companies. So how is it, has niching down helped you grow your business? And is that something that, you know, obviously you the first five years were challenging. So is niching down something you recommend? Yeah, just started to say no to things outside of construction. So yeah. as of July, we actually don't, we won't take any new clients that are outside of construction. Mm. So I would say I probably have about a year to go before I could fully say right. what I, we have been like half niched for about three years. Okay. And um, half niched is fine. It's just ultimately you don't get all the benefits of like, not if you do say no to stuff, you're not running over here to like create a new process that's mm. not going to serve you on the next project or the next retainer. Okay. So it's, it's the beauty of it from what I can tell, cause I can tell that it's going to make my life easier. I don't know <laughs> if it's going to make our revenue go way up or anything like that. So we'll see, but it's definitely going to make my life easier because we're not running over into a new direction to make a process. And every process that we create now on all these clients is then reusable, mm. reusable. The work's not reusable, but every process that we make is reusable. And that's a big deal because it's a hard game to make new processes all the time. And I think it's been a challenge for me in certain ways now that we've 
been niched is I don't need to make processes mm. new all the time. It's like, as a visionary kind of running around and I like this, I have to like slow myself down and say, stop making a new process every yeah. three months. Like, so I've literally had to like tell myself no a lot more, but mm. it's been it's definitely, there's been less headaches like by far in the last mm. six months because of this. Well, it's, it, this is super fascinating because I mean, I, I've heard people talk about niching and how it would help you grow your business because, you know, the language you use when you talk to people is one, but I haven't heard anybody talk about the processes in place of yeah. setting up clients. And I, that's interesting. So it's not necessarily revenue, but it's about time. Yep, exactly. So I, I 100% believe that the language and the way we're talking is more attractive. It is, I believe it's more attractive to those people. Right but it just kind of offsets all the no's that you have to say because you're not saying yes to. So it, it's, yeah, I'd say it's, it's a good thing because then you know where your ideal customer is if you have a very clear vision of who that ideal customer is. But I would say, I can't say whether that's going to be a big hockey stick right. uh, growth moment or anything. I do hope so. To be yeah. honest, I do hope so. I'm excited about that. But even if it doesn't come, I love, I love being niche now. It's so good. It, like, even if there's no hockey stick moment, I just love, and I feel much more confident in mm. saying we know that we're going to make you money as a customer, yeah. as a client of ours, because we've You've done it. We have like five case studies that are just like you. Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful thing. Like if yeah. you, the more confident you get, the more niche you get, I think the more confident you get, mm. cause you're like, I can reproduce this result. That is, that's super interesting. It really, it really is. So, you know, one of the functions of marketing is to attract leads, right? That's the, that's the goal. Um, so what are some strategies that you've seen or that you suggest for someone you guys are working with to get more leads through their website? Yeah, I'll go two kind of routes just because I know we're talking to marketers too. And right. well, like I, you know, the stuff we do for ourselves is a little different than what we're doing for the clients. Okay. I did originally at one point, I was a marketing director for an agency mm -hmm. and the things, cause I didn't have any, they didn't have a budget for ads really. It's okay. like so low. Like, yeah. so I was like, whatever I could do with my time to create more opportunities. And I found like two or three things. And I honestly, I felt like I had a ton of time. I was yeah. just sitting around. I didn't have, they weren't giving me client projects. They're just saying, make business happen for us. And I was like, <laughs> I don't technically know how to do that, but I'll figure it out. And Hey, you want to, you want to employ like that, that says, I don't know necessarily, but I'm going to do everything I can to figure it out. And so yeah, yeah. I did figure it out. I figured I doubled the, their leads that year. Somehow that client or that, um, my employer mm -hmm. had good lead flow before. So it wasn't starting from scratch, which is a totally different game. Right. But the things I was doing was content, a ton of content, and I was doing social. So obviously yep. I, I believe in social. I just think it's really hard to do for clients. Right. Um, I was doing writing content, big guides. I was writing, like I was doing a lot of keyword research, uh, yeah. finding keywords that people are searching, using the tool Arefs, A-H-R-E-F-S.com and SEMrush, S-E-M-Rush.com. I love these tools. I was looking at competitors, finding all the things that they're ranking for. I was writing. I was just writing a ton of content. Okay. And then I also was going out and writing for other um, 
websites. Like I would go to like guys like you and other marketers and I just be like, Hey, I got your blog this month, man, or this week. Let me just take that off your plate. I got your blog this month. And then I would link back to our website and I was linking back to our best resources, which were then getting signals to Google that these resources were important on our website. And that those two things alone, those two things alone with no budget or very, very low budget, we're increasing our lead flow significantly. Mm. And it, they're so simple. Right. They're so simple. I was making improvements on the web. So I was to complicate it further. I was, I was doing other things. I was making posts on social media, the, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I was making videos, but these didn't, these weren't, these were just other signals to prospects. They weren't right. like creating new leads. Right, they were right. just like, oh, this is also on the website. And I was making improvements to the website. Right. So I was always kind of like making our case studies better. Yeah. But um, those, those were the two fundamental things. So those writing for other websites and linking back and writing for our website, because those were the biggest things that increased leads, I realized we can help. So as I went out on my own, that's our main services now. Yeah. And basically it's trying to find those things. And it's not always going to be those exact two things, but finding those things for the industry, finding those heavy lifting items that are like serious and actually create leads. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a difficult game to parse out what are the real, what's the real stuff and what's just like fluff. Right. Cause like, I was, like I said, I was making, I, I still make a lot of videos and I still do a lot of other stuff, but like, I don't necessarily know that those always create business, create new opportunities. I still think of those as like supporting the opportunities. Mm. They're like sales enablement kind of, that's the way I think of video now. Okay. Um, but I mean, not, not to say if you don't, if you blow up on YouTube, obviously it can be a real business <laughs> yeah. development strategy but I haven't seen that yet. So I just still think of videos like sales enablement. Well, one of the things you said is it's interesting. You were talking about writing uh, in-depth uh, SEO friendly blogs and then writing for other folks. And you said, well, it was really simple, but I always say, you know, simple is not the same as easy, right? Like yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's a simple practice, but you got to put in the discipline to do it. And so yeah. kudos, kudos and, for and that. That's say, like, because that's one of our main services that has driven the niche thing. Okay. Um, if we were just branding and positioning and messaging or, you know, design, I don't think I would have had to, like, it doesn't require you to niche. You know mm. what I mean? There's certain, there's some marketing services that don't require you to niche. And then there's, we were writing. So I was writing for medical insurance, auto adjudication. <laughs> you know, All like, right. I don't think we should have been writing those blogs. I mean, we did and we ranked for it and it makes that company money. But I felt like there was like a disingenuousness to being like the content machine behind a bunch of like weird technical industries. Mm, and yeah. to me, that was very scary because I, I want to live an authentic life and I want, right. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm a marketer, which technically, you know, all marketers are liars, they say, but <laughs> I feel like my life is generally very authentic and I feel like yeah. we're trying. So now our writers, even though they're not roofers or construction people, they or plumbers or whatever, they all are kind of thinking about this stuff 
all the time. And at least yeah. they're, they've got like some semblance of subject matter expertise because they're constantly thinking about it. So that's, that was why that was one of the other things that drove us to niche. That makes sense. That's cool. All right. Well, you're doing great. One final question for you. Um, yes. What is one tip? I mean, whether you're coaching people, you're doing podcasts, whatever, what's one tip that you give to help people grow either personally or professionally? I love this question. I'll, I'll might answer in a couple parts. Sure. Um, one thing I always say is just double down on what's working. Mm -hmm. You know what's working now for you in your life and in your company. Don't run off and chase the shiny object. <laughs> yeah. Double down on what's currently working. Look at where you got all your leads this past year. Do twice as much of that. Yeah. Um, find ways to scale the hard stuff if it's the best stuff that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I guess the other one on the personal side is just set bigger, weird, outlandish goals and they'll inspire you and your team. And I always say like, set a giant, massive, weird goal and then say, what would have I done if I'm experiencing the joy and like satisfaction of completing that? What did I do? Like imagine yourself right. in that situation. What did I do to accomplish that? and then take massive action to do that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll throw out this book, 10X Rule. I love this book. Yeah, Grant. A lot of people don't like this guy because he's spicy. But, <laughs> he's uh, Grant spicy. Cardone, he's very spicy and he's kind of weird, but sometimes you can get really good advice from people that you don't, you know, I don't like his vibe sometimes, but I, I love the idea. Oh, and I like that book. That's a good one for sure. So uh, that's great, great advice. I appreciate you taking the time, Tim. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.